Whole squad posting looking like we on defense. All drip first team this season. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 52 of Survival of the Fitted. You're listening to the kid, Joe Williams, aka new nickname alert. And we Ooh. have Ian Pierre now today. How are you doing today, my guy? I'm good. I woke up <laughs> 15 minutes ago. Um, saw a horror movie last night, X, starring Kid Cudi and the girl from season two of You. And uh, yeah, I was terrified. Brittled to the bone. Not built for that shit. Um, so here I am. But anyway, I'm here. I have my mocha next to me. I'm good to go. Same. Fun fact. Do you know in that movie, the old people were actually not old people? I didn't know that. Blew my mind. I figured so, because it'd be fucked up. Because the whole point... So, okay. So, guys, for this movie, uh, not to spoil, but there's two... The, the What is it? Antagonists? The two antagonists are these, like, hella ugly old people. And that's, like, the whole thing is they're hella ugly. And I was sitting there in the movie theater. I was like, it'd be kind of fucked up if they just, like, went to, like, a casting agency and was like, Who's the ugliest person you have? I was like, yeah. this has to be like a ton of makeup. You know what I mean? I was like, there's no way these are actually super ugly old people. Because that would just be like horrible. Like what price? Like what, what, what's your price to be cast for a movie where you're, the ugly you're, old your person. sole role is just to be disgusting? You know what I mean? That's terrible. And they're like, hey, you were, were looking for the most naturally disgusting person. You fit the bill. Like how big does that check have to be? It's got to be a gargantulous one, in my opinion. But apparently those two people were like, they're also in the movie as different people. I don't know how to explain it, but like, it wasn't like they cast the two separate young people. They went and got the people who were shooting the porn video and like just took two of them and put a bunch of makeup on them. That's why. Oh, you know, the scene where the scene you're talking about where like she's in the bed and she's like doing the weird stuff. The same girl that she's laying next to is the same girl who plays that old person. That's why in the, the scene it's like. It looks hella like wide shot and stuff like that because it's the same person. That's insane. That. Wow. So, so there's Blue only like six actors in that whole movie. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, shit kept me up all night. Um, but I got some caffeine in me, so I'm good to go. What we're going to do today is we've been talking about the All-League Fits teams at least a little bit every episode for the past probably month, right? That's fair. Yeah. And we're going to keep that going because this is like this is our fucking Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So we, we really nailed down the selection process. Uh, it's a third, the fan vote. It's a third, um, the panel vote, um, which features some cool people like Brandon Jennings, Ty Young, um, some designer friends, et cetera, et cetera. And then the third is me and Joe. Your boys. Um, so we're going to give you guys a little sneak peek. Joe and I submitted our ballot together rather than doing separate teams. So there was like some debate. There was some push and pull. But really, I, I, at the end, like I, I'm really happy with what we came up with. Sam, I think our it's going gonna, it's gonna to shake a lot of people up a little bit, you know, because our, our votes are kind of not the fan votes. You've seen how the fans are voting, but it's kind of different. Yeah. But it's good, though. Uh, yeah, I swayed your I, opinion. Uh, on a couple, you a were couple able of selections. to. You make good arguments. We even talked about that a little bit last week. Like you were able to, the the costume argument made me, uh, or wearing your clothes versus your clothes wearing you made me reconsider a lot of things. Um, but let's do it. Let's do this. You want to just start from the bottom? We'll go player by player. So you want to go what honorable mentions first? You mean like start yeah, from the bottom? Yeah. So everyone, uh, there's a first team, second team, third team, honorable mentions, an MVP. Rookie of the Year, and then Most Improved. So what you're about to hear is the survival of the fitted 
version of who should get it, but this is not right. necessarily the league. So this is not the all league fits teams, but this is a third of the vote. So, all right, here we go. So, yep. started off honorable mention list. I got my man Jordan Poole on here. Yep. You like that selection? You, you fought pretty valiantly for Jordan Poole. Yeah, I had to see Jordan Poole's name on one of these lists. Another honorable yeah. mention. This is like more your pick, James Johnson. Oh, yes. Actually, so we came down to our last two honorable mention slots. And rather than meeting in the middle, because I was I was good on Jordan Poole, is I think he's super cool and doesn't maybe necessarily dress cool or at least consistently. Mm. Um, and you don't really get the whole James Johnson thing. I don't get it. And at all. we've been meeting in the middle this whole time. So we're like, I was like, fuck it. There's two slots left. Let's both put our guy in. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, moving I, on to the Oh no, you got it, you got it, you got it. Yeah, come on, we chatting, we chatted, we got time to fill, Joe. Oh yeah, okay, my Um, bad, I forgot, yeah. (laughs) I love James Johnson. Someone on our panel, a really good member of our panel, actually picked James Johnson as their MVP. Whoa. Um, So, yeah, I think James Johnson's underrated. Um, Keep keep it moving. All right, I bet I'm trying to get my camera good, but... To to move it on, we got the third selection of the honorable mentions. Drum roll, please. Danassis Antonikumpo. And I'm so proud of myself for yeah. saying the last name correctly. I'm proud, too, because I still mess it up. I didn't vote for uh, any of my guys for super obvious reasons. So I let mm-hmm. I let Joe pick if we were going to do that. Um, but yeah, shout out to Danassis. He's the coolest. Shout out to Danassis. All right. Fourth selection on the honorable mention list, we have the boy Jay Gupp, a.k.a. Josh Christopher. Mm-hmm. And he's the only rookie to make any, any. of our honorable mentions or, or, or teams. Yeah. Um, so you can probably guess who our rookie of the year pick is. Yep. Uh, so last, last selection on the honorable mention list, we got Carl Towns, Carl Anthony Towns, the big cat. Yeah. Honestly, I think there were some dudes that maybe dressed a little bit cooler than him, but being that he was able to like really put that shit on at seven foot this year. Like, it's so hard to dress when you're that size. So I got a lot of respect for Carl Anthony Towns and what he did. Yeah, I think, I think people kind of overlook Carl's fashion a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I know a lot of people are vouching for him this year, but I think it's because Joe Williams did a good job of posting him this year. But we can move on to the next team. We have the third team, and this is where the controversy lies, ladies and gentlemen. The first selection on the third team is Shea Gildress Alexander. Yeah. Tough. We're not hating. We're not hating. People are gonna say we hating. We're not. Um, Joe, you take it away. It's just tough because like Shea went. I'm sure he. I think he won MVP one year. I think hopefully. Nah, I'm not. he he was first team his second year. Oh, never mind. So he never won. It. Okay, so he was first team his second year, and then second team his third year, and now he's in his fourth year, and he went down to the third team. So the trajectory. Is kind of leaning in a downward. I don't think he'll ever drop off though. Like I think Shea's like he's that dude probably has like another ten years in the league because he's so good um, Mm -hmm. at basketball, and I don't think he'll ever not make a league fits teams. Um, just for like the pure sake of consistency, you know what I mean? Um, granted, you could have said the same thing about Kelly Oubre, and Kelly Oubre didn't make it uh, either two years ago or last year. Um, mm-hmm. He took it some time off from fashion a little bit in the tunnel. Anyway, yeah, so Shea, I, but I think realistically Shea will always make a team because of his consistency. 
Um, but I think, and he dressed awesome. This is like a great big honor. Um, but yeah, I think you and I just want to see like a little bit more range uh, this year that we maybe didn't necessarily get. But you know what? He dresses up every game. He always looks good. Mm-hmm. And when you see the other names on the list, I don't think it's like, oh, what, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. All right, moving on from the controversial pick, we have his ex-teammate, Chris Paul. Chris Paul has always been solid, in my opinion. I feel like ever since I've been really keeping my eye on the NBA fashion, Chris Paul has been like a topic of conversation. Um, so I'm not surprised to see his name on any of these lists, to be honest. He, I yeah. think he's always going to be on the league fits teams until he And he's classy retires. as hell. Like, um, you know, he, su- he supports things, supports H- HBCUs and whatnot. Um, love Chris Paul. And like you said, he's like almost like a 40 year old man. And like he really is, he dresses like that. You see like his fashion and it like reflects his lifestyle. So shout out to CP3. Yeah. Um, so third selection here, we got Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Who I always Another, felt like dress fly. Yeah, me too. Um, especially like I give extra points for being 90 feet tall and still being able to dress. Um, and he's like chill with it too. You know what I mean? Like, He'll wear like some like bold wreck pieces and whatnot, but like it's still like it looks really natural on him. So um I I messed with Tristan Thompson um in the League Fits world. And Tristan Thompson will always be one of my favorite players because I posted a picture of him one time with the caption being Demon Time. And everyone was like, Hey yo, I hope Tristan don't see this in the captions. And I mean in the comments, they're like, Oh boy, Tristan not gonna like this caption. And Tristan liked the photo, and I even think he like shared it to his story. So real shout out one. to Tristan Thompson, who's actually a real life League Fits fan. You love to see it. You love to see it. It's officially that time of the year again. It's March Madness, and I am Tate Fraser of the Titus and Tate Podcast, and I'm here to tell you about the world of Five Star, a six part narrative podcast series about the best basketball camp you've never heard of. It was literally seven days of you're not going to sleep much, the food sucks, it's hot as hell, and you're running a camp. You ready for this? Outside? What? This is the story of Howard Garfinkel and how his five-star basketball camp built the greatest players and the greatest coaches in the game today. One of those coaches is in his final NCAA tournament, Coach K of the Duke Blue Devils, and this is how he became the superstar coach that we know and love today. Take advantage of these last two days because being here is something special. This is the world of five-star. Come along for the journey as we explain all the legends and leaders of March and how they came to be at one basketball camp in the summertime. So go download and subscribe to the World of Five Star wherever you get your podcast today. Speaking of being 90 feet and being able to dress, we have the fourth selection on the third team, which is Miles Turner. Somebody who's been, you know what I'm saying, stepped it up, stepped his game up this year, been throwing it on, throwing fits. Yeah, that's one of my guys, so I didn't have a say in this selection. Um, but thank you. You're welcome, you're welcome. And uh, rounding off the third team here, we got the OG, the veteran, PJ Tucker. What do you think yeah. about PJ? Uh, he's always going to make a team. I just feel like he would have been higher if like I seen more. And that's not to say that he didn't do more. I'm just saying that yeah. like him playing in Miami played a factor to why he's on the third team. If he was yeah, playing for like the Lakers or something like that. 
Probably would have been on the first team, not going to lie. Yeah. We just didn't see, like, a, a ton of photos. Like, most of the photos we saw of PJ were, like, when he went to New York and, like, Papa Blonde took him. I feel it. All right, so... so to round it out, let's, like, let's recap real quick. Our honorable mentions are Jordan Poole, James Johnson, Thanasis, Josh Christopher, and Carl Anthony Towns. Our third team was SGA, Chris Paul, Tristan Thompson, Miles Turner, and PJ Tucker. On to the second team. Tucker. On to the second team, we got the Brody, Russell Westbrook, someone who's yep. always going to be top five, top six, best dressed player in the NBA. That's yep. just facts. And I think he was probably the first guy left off of the first team, right? Yeah. He was a six man on the second team for sure. Yeah. 100%. For sure. For sure. Um, I love, I think we also like saw like a kind of a different side of him this year. Like I loved like. We didn't see like a lot of like graphic stuff. Like, you know, he always loves like the graphic tees, vintage tees and rock tees mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And we saw like a lot of just like straight color blocking this year. And I love that. I thought it was so cool for him, especially as like he's like maturing in age a little bit. Um, I can't call anyone old because I fucking called Chris Paul. I said dress is cool for an old dude and a league fits caption. Everyone was like, he's 37. He's not old. Oh, and I was God. like, well, in NBA years, 37 is like a senior citizen. Um, wasn't a diss. But anyway, I think like Russell Westbrook, you know, as he's like a veteran in the league, he's like dressing like a veteran. And I, I think it's cool though. Like he's like transitioned a little bit and I think it's, it's still so great. I agree. I don't think anybody can disagree with that one. Um, yeah. second, second selection on the second team. So we're on the second team here. Second selection is somebody that you kind of had to like persuade me on Karis LeVert. Yeah. Dude, Karis LeVert was in my MVP, like top three for probably the first half of the season. Um, he was going crazy in Indiana. I think he had the, my favorite outfit of the entire year. Um, he wore like a sweater with a jacket and like these green Rick Owens, um, whenever we'll, we'll post the picture. Um, but he was going like just nuclear. Um, and I feel like maybe we've been sleeping on him for a little bit because like he doesn't post any fit pics on his page. He doesn't post a lot on his page period. And then mm-hmm. his pictures aren't really on Getty. Um, so only like the Pacers are really posting his pictures. But anyway, Karis LeVert was legit. Um, he went to Cleveland and, and chilled out a little bit. Um, lost a little bit of momentum, um, got injured too. And like some guys like dress when they're injured, some kind of don't. Paris was a guy who kind of didn't. So definitely lost some momentum that bumped him off the first team and out of like the MVP race. But like that first like half of the season before the trade deadline was just so strong, had to include him. Karis for me kind of has like the PJ effect. You know what I mean? I feel like I'd know more if I seen more, but. Yeah, I had to put you on. I was you put out me here, on like, that... firing off screenshots and shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that I know the fit you're talking about with the he had like the sunglasses with the green ricks and stuff like that. It was a good look. It was a good look. Karis yeah. really threw it on. I was like scrolling back through like old Indiana Pacers pictures. And I was like, Joe, look. I was like, look this is this. what you're missing out on. This dude yeah. is fly. <laughs> I feel that. Um, okay, so we got the third selection on the second team. Somebody who easily could have been on the first team, Mr. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma. I like Kuz's fashion. I feel like it's been extremely him this whole entire time. He's always going to pull up. He's going to make statements, which is, uh, I'm a fan of statements. But if you look at the way he dresses now versus the way he dressed like second year in the league, it's kind of been consistently Kyle Kuzma this whole time. So yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. He has an identity. He wears a well. 
Kuzma also always make the league best teams. He's one of those guys. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. 100%. All right, so we have the fourth selection on the second team. Somebody who was on the first team last year, Mr. Jason Tatum. He was actually the MVP last year. Yeah, Mr. Jason Um, Tatum. Jason Tatum, I felt it was still a super strong year. I don't even think he like took a step back or anything necessarily. I just think everyone is so strong. Maybe there was like a little bit of uh, voters fatigue. Um, so, but yeah, I think Jason Tatum did his thing this year. And like people love how Jason Tatum dresses. Yeah. Like the league fits audience fucking loves Jason Tatum. He's um, a fan favorite. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to put on like crazy designer pieces, but when he does, he does like he, his Valentino and his Dolce, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he he wears like a lot of like smaller like streetwear brands and shit. I think that's cool. He can like I put think, on yeah. either. I think Jason Tatum's the one who like put me on the most brands like in League Fits history. Like, yeah. What I is he up valid. on? Don't know what that is. Like a this fire. All right. Yeah. Fit, okay, so we're on the last selection of the second team. Somebody who I was like vouching for, Jared Vanderbilt. Vando made the second team league fits. How do you feel about that? Good. I think I had him on my third team, and you you talked me up to second team, because um, I think I was on the fence between him and Shea for that last second team spot. Um, and yeah, Jared was was smooth as hell. Minnesota like, yeah. he might be one of the best dressed teams in basketball. No, yeah, I'm a little biased here because I'm a, I'm a Timberwolves fan, so I kind of yeah. got to see a lot of Vando this year. But like, I was to speak on what you were talking about. I was on the fence between Shea and Jared Vanderbilt, who was going to get the last selection on the second team. Mm-hmm. The reason why I went with Vando and not only went with Vando but also like vouched for Vando is because I felt like Vando put more streetwear looks together than like Shea did. Plus, he doesn't just yeah, stay range, in the like, streetwear. His range was wider. Yeah. So I felt like he did streetwear just as good as Shea, but then he also did other looks as well. So I was like, Vando got to get that selection for me. And he's been personally hooping this year too. So shout out to him. I think this is his all his first all league fits team. Um, and it's also in like a career year for him basketball wise. That's pretty dope. For sure. All right. So now we're going to move on to the first team, which is I think everybody kind of knows what the first team is, but we'll just go roll run through it. First selection, yep. no surprise here, Jordan Clarkson, JC. Mm-hmm. Duh. He's won MVP in the past. Still a super strong year for him. Uh, and we haven't announced where MVP is, so it might be him again. You never know. Second selection here, which I feel like has the person who I feel took the biggest jump as far as like, not necessarily dressing cooler, but like people just like embracing him more and just like oh, yeah. becoming the fan favorite of League Fits, Devin Booker. One thing I love about Devin Booker's outfits is like, I feel like, and I'm not even talking about like cheaper alternative. I feel like I can buy Devin Booker's outfits at like Crossroads down the street. Like I can go walk in there and get a pair of Converse, Bro, get some Carhartt. Yeah. You can build it. a Devin Booker outfit at like Uniqlo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, which is fucking cool. I yeah, I, I I agree with you. I don't think like Devin Booker necessarily started dressing better this year. He's low key kind of been on this vibe for a couple years, um, but now it's just uh, I I don't want to say trendy. I'm trying to think of the right word, um, but yeah, it's just more appreciated now. Um, and I, I'll tell you right now, like 
of all the fan favorites on League Fits, which I think the top are probably like Jordan Clarkson and Shea, a um, bit of Kelly, um, but like D Book fucking ran away with the fan vote this year. Like, yeah, ran away with it. Like, even like Jordan Clarkson and Ubre and Russell Westbrook, like, just didn't even touch Devin Booker. Um, yeah, I think Devin Booker showed that you can have bold looks without having loud looks. Does that make sense? No, yeah, that's exactly what Frank Jackson, I feel like, did last year. He kind of established that for like the Lee Fitz demographic. Yeah. Like, you don't need the off. It doesn't have to be, like, we're off that way. Yeah, it doesn't like, have to be loud to be bold, which is, which is dope. Um, so yeah, Devin Booker was like a super obvious selection, you know. Yeah, I think every year League Fitz is looking for like a new hero, more so than like repeating the same one. <laughs> kind of Jason Tatum yeah. was that role last year. Like he was yeah. like the fan favorite. Oh my god, we love Jason Tatum. Post more Jason Tatum. Now it's like Devin Booker. I'm surprised. I'm I'm curious on who is going to be next year, but we will see. We wanted to take a moment to mention the sponsor of today's episode, Tej Hanley. Tej Hanley is dedicated to helping men achieve a healthy skincare routine without all the overcomplicated products. Their most recommended product, and my personal favorite, is the Level 1 skincare system. It comes with a face wash, exfoliating scrub, a morning and nighttime moisturizer, and it even comes with an instruction card that tells you like exactly how to use each product. Tej Hanley's products are foolproof and have helped me incorporate healthy skincare into my daily routine. But don't just take it from me. Tej Hanley has over 5,000 five-star reviews from their customers all around the globe. And because Tej Hanley is sponsoring today's episode, they're offering you a great deal. Just go to tej.com slash leaguefits and you'll get 30% off your first box plus a free little gift. That's T-I-E-G-E dot com slash leaguefits. That's an amazing deal. Speaking of, well, I don't have a segue for this. Speaking of my favorite player in the NBA, we got D'Lo making the third selection of the first team. How do you feel about D'Angelo Russell's fashion? Love D'Lo. He has kind of a similar vibe to D-Buck, which is interesting because they have the same stylist, but it's also uniquely his as well. Like, Mm -hmm. he does more, like, D-Buck likes, likes, like, the color blocking and whatnot. I love that D'Lo, he'll throw on, like, the stripes rugby shirts and the blazers. Like, I think D'Lo honestly is probably better dressed than Devin Booker in in my opinion. And that's not mm-hmm. like a diss or anything. I, they're both, um, if I had to make like a top three in the league, they're both in it. Um, but like D'Lo, it kind of how you compared Vando and Shea, like he just has like a little bit more range. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. Like, you know, sometimes he'll wear like Doc Martens and loafers. Like he's like the world's coolest substitute teacher. Um, so yeah. I love D'Lo's outfit so much. I wish we had gotten like post him a little bit more. Problem with the Timberwolves photos have like the most gigantic ultra drip adver- advertisement watermark on it. This is like ultra drip. Yeah. And like I hate posting those just because ultra drip is corny as fuck. It's not even like about like the advertisement thing on it. <laughs> We've um, done that but, like, before. Yeah, like it, it literally takes up like uh like a ninth of of the photo. Yeah, I'd um, say more like a sixth. It's but pretty, yeah, it's pretty huge. It's yeah, it's huge. Um, but uh, Delo's sick. Delo's yeah. so fucking cool. That's my that's my favorite dressed player in the league. 
I feel like D'Lo has the most range because yeah. I feel like all these looks that we like, like these streetwear looks that we praise guys for, I feel like D'Angelo could slide into that scene and dominate, but he kind of stays in like. D'Lo wears outfits I haven't seen before. There's a lot of outfits he's wore, and I'm like, I I would never think to even pair this together. Yeah, like Very so many outfits I see on NBA players, I'm like, I could walk to like Melrose and Fairfax and see like a Tupac tee under a big flannel and Jordan 1s and, and yeah. cargos. Um, but like I see like D'Lo outfits. I'm like, okay, my day-to-day in Los Angeles, which is like, you know, like a top two fashion city in America. Um, I, I'm like, I don't see these outfits. So like got exactly. a lot of respect, got a lot of respect for that. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to get excited about an outfit that I see on Fairfax Avenue. I feel you. I feel you. Speaking yeah. of someone who does their look well, we have the fourth selection of the first team. Someone who's repeating on the first team, Franklin Jackson. Back to back. Friend of the pod. So well deserved. Friend of the pod. Um, I love Frank Jackson's fashion, man. Love it. Me too. I, if I live somewhere colder, like when I move to New York one day, because I think I'll do like a year, like 12 months or like a summer in New York. Like I would love to get to a point where like I spend like two or three months in in New York every summer. Um, I guess that's hot. So this is a horrible example. But like if I ever lived somewhere colder than L.A., I would probably model my closet after Frank Jackson's. I don't even blame you. Long jackets, like wearing a tie for no fucking reason. Like I like that. Yeah. And like a Um, short tie, too. Like the time right, it's interesting like, too because it won't even be like a dressy outfit like sometimes yeah. we'll have like jeans on which should look stupid but it it's like doesn't. dark jeans white baggy dress shirt short bold like thick tie and like doc mm-hmm. martens and the freaking dress shirts not even tucked in it's just i love it i like i love it you and i have talked about how like we love guys with like established aesthetics so much um and devin booker we've like kind of agreed is the king of that um, I think Frank Jackson might have Frank and SGA have like after D book have the most like established like aesthetics and silhouettes in, in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Frank, like, you know, he has like lots of different like long jackets. He has lots of like boots and different types of shoes and clogs. Um, and then also like, his Instagram is like him, like in like pickup trucks and like Utah and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he has like that whole, like, cause like we said, league fits isn't just a fits page. It's, it's a, it's a lifestyle aesthetics. page. Yeah, yeah. It's an aesthetics page. And Frank Jackson has his aesthetics like nailed down so well. Um, like the outfits just feel like him and his outfits look like his Instagram filters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, Frank really did his thing this year. I don't really see a world where he's not first team. Um, and I love that we kind of put people on, or you put me on, to be honest, because I remember you saying this last year, and I was like, I don't see what you're talking about. Like, I don't get how Frank Jackson's on the first team over Shea or something like that. But yeah, you kind of open the eyes of the league fits demographic, man. Frank Jackson's that guy. Yeah, Glad we're able to show it now. Friend of the pod. And now people are finally fucking with him, too. I don't forget last year he came on the pod around the time that we released the teams. We were like, Frank Jackson only made the only fits team because he came on the podcast. And I was like, we're not that desperate for guests on yeah. the podcast, guys. Because <laughs> like we also had like Austin Rivers and like a bunch of other dudes come on the pod too that didn't make yeah. it. Um, like, 
Frank Michael and Carter Williams is not going to make the Hall of Yeah, like Frank place. Jackson is neither of our best friends. Like we don't text with Frank Jackson. You know what I mean? Like yeah, um, no, nah, it was all merit. Um, cool ass dude though. Okay. Um, then the Do, last right. selection, the first team won't surprise last, anyone. Last selection of the first team. Actually, I kind of feel like it would surprise people because he kind of took his little step back, but he's back on. You feel me? He's yeah, back true. on. Mr. Kelly Oubre Jr. This was like Tsunami the OG, aka Tsunami Poppy. This was like the OG fan favorite of the League Fits audience. He's actually the first ever League Fits MVP. I Back in see why. 2018 or 2019, whenever we did the first teams, uh, Kelly won the first MVP award. Um, then, you know, slowed down a little bit, especially when he went to, when he went to the Warriors. He took a year off. Um, is this year his first year in Charlotte or was it this last his first year? year. This is his first year. Okay, Charlotte. yeah. So it was last year he was in Oakland or San Francisco, whatever. Kind of took a year off, didn't make a team, period. You know, he's still dressed cool here and there, but like just the competition is so intense. Like you have to be so consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so he, he's fucking back this year. He must be gone. He's it, back. Because I know you're a 100%. big Oubre guy. I'm a big Ubre guy. I'm I've been on record like five times saying the Bay Area is where cool people go to die. And he went there yeah. and he kind of died and he found new life in Charlotte. I think an underrated aspect of like throwing clothes on in the league, and I can't attest to this because I'm not in the league, but your actual team, like when you're surrounded by like young, you know what I mean, energy like the Lamella balls and the Miles Bridges and the PJ Washingtons, like you're probably gonna wanna you know what I mean? Like put on more clothes more so than when you're surrounded by like Clay Thompson and Draymond. So I think yeah. that played a really big aspect into it. But yeah, Kelly Oubre Jr., somebody who literally has their style, does it well. I think he's like one of the two or three rock stars that are in the NBA right now. So yeah. we talk about like this. rock star shit, like being yeah. like a huge important thing to us. Yeah, um, for sure. Of course, being a rock star doesn't mean you play the guitar. It just means like you're it's how you carry yourself. Yeah. And kind of how we were testing to a little while ago as far as like kind of having like the clothes match the personality and all that stuff. I think Kelly Uber Jr. does it the best in my opinion because it's not like he's like throwing on like this like rock star aesthetic and then he's going out of the court and like shooting standstill <laughs> threes and just like fist bumping. No, he's like going to go and dunk on someone and then like blow them kisses and head he's nod gonna and get a technical foul. He's going to scrap the fuck up on defense. Do yeah. push-ups on the floor. Like he's like he does that. That's his thing. So like Kelly Oubre Jr. has his aesthetic, does it well. And that's why he's the last selection on the first team. I'm so yeah. glad, man. I hope he really makes the first team, man. Not going to lie. Me too. Kelly, also one of his favorite outfits was actually just uh, this week. One of my favorite outfits he's worn. We posted it. It's Tuesday. We posted yeah. it Sunday, I think. Um, for anyone that wants to go back and look, but he wore like a varsity style jacket with like a tough crowd hat and like these checkered pants, but they weren't really checkered probably isn't the right word because it's like lots of different colors. Cause I feel like checkered is two mm-hmm. colors, right? Squares and two colors, but it's like five different colors. But anyway, these like colorful checkered pants, he wore them in New York, Hoppa Blonde took the photo. Um, and this was like my favorite Kelly outfit of the year. And it just felt really? so authentically him. Because remember, I think we can talk about this. We were between Kelly and Kuzma um, on the first team. I think I had Kuzma Mm -hmm. on my first team, Kelly on my second, and then you were the opposite. And we debated um, a little bit. And we actually talked about this debate without names last week. But like Kelly Oubre, like the clothes just feel so like him. 
Yeah. Um, if the aesthetics, like the aesthetics are aligned and I, I, I love that for Kelly Oubre, like his outfits look like who he is and how he acts. Um, which is a one rock thing, star. Yeah. One thing I really love too about Kelly Oubre and I could be wrong, but I'm a hundred percent probably certain on this one that he does not have a stylist. So a lot of the pieces he wears, he like wears them again. So like these pants, I've seen oh, him yeah, wear this in Phoenix. Shit. Yeah, and I've seen him wear those pants in Phoenix. It looks so good too. Repeating shit in the tunnel and wearing it the exact same way, lame. Um, yeah, but I'm a big proponent for wearing shit again. But if you wear it different, that's fire. Like the next time we see him do it, like there's gonna be like a hoodie tucked in, or like yeah. he's gonna add like suspenders or something. You know what I mean? So I'm all for reusing pieces, just wear them differently. And he's definitely gonna do that. Can't disagree with that one. Yep. Um. So, do you want to go? We can. We can get into it. Let's give them the survival of the fitted most improved player. Yeah. Mind you, this is not the league fits one. This is the survival of the fitted. This is just me. And, I need, me I didn't even vote for this one because this is all two me. of the six guys uh, were mine. Um. Take it away, Joe. Yeah. This is this is kind of like my selection for most improved. I had to give it to my man's hopefully future guest on the podcast, Miles Turner. The reason for this is because we did not really talk about Miles Turner last year. Miles Turner is a guy who I feel like is going to like give you B grade outfits consistently. And then all of a sudden he's going to give you like a 97% on the test. And you're like, what the heck? Is that the same guy who just got B's on all his homework? He does that, bro. He's going to break the internet a couple of times. You're going to get some Miles Turner outfits that are like going to be like, 369 comments and it's like what the heck this is the same guy who got like 2,000 likes last week like he just he'll step out bro he'll step out and obviously we know why or who helps facilitate that but you know what I'm saying he leans into it well he leans into it well he does that he does that lifestyle you know what I'm saying he does that lifestyle yeah uh, I'll say it's been so fun working with Miles this year. Um, like compared to like when I first met Miles we did like a fitting at his house like Pretty much everything we put on, uh, he was like a little unsure about, um, but like he just grew into his own so much this season. Um, whether it was like the fashion or if I could post it on TikTok or whatever, like his whole personality is out there now. And like, I love that so much for Miles. Like he can do like the chill shit. Like we'll put on like the, you know, the fucking like ripped chinos and, and, a, and a like vintage tee. Yeah. But then he'll also pop out in, in a fucking cowboy outfit with skinny jeans or exactly. long ass sleeves that his mom knit or, uh, you know, or like the fucking Moschino overalls that like only Jeremy Scott liked. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I like I mess with that so much uh, that like when he wants to like go crazy, he will. He goes. crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we appreciate the vote. Miles. Miles. Is we got to get a follow up. We got to get a follow up if he ever landed that that date with that one instagram model on tiktok how he's like trying to shoot his shot on tiktok mm. hopefully got a date we gotta see hopefully. we gotta get maybe we got my maybe that's our good excuse to get miles on the podcast you feel it all right so moving on right along we got the survival of the fitted rookie of the year selection no surprise here he was the only rookie who made any of these teams Jay yeah. Gup, josh christopher this one did not really because i remember we can go back like 25 30 episodes ago when we were talking about who you think should win rookie of the year and you were vouching for Jalen and I was vouching for Josh kind of already knew like Josh was gonna like take it and run with it 
Not gonna Josh lie. Josh ran away with it for sure. Ran away with Which it. Which is crazy because looking at the other votes, I, I don't think he's gonna win. Um Dang, that's tough. Like the overall thing, but I think like anyone that really just did like an ounce of research um would know that he dressed better than Jalen Green this year. Jalen Green obviously came in so strong with the with the suit, one of the best draft suits we've seen, like top three, I don't I think really without debate. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Josh was really more consistent this year. Um, so I think maybe like Jalen being a higher pick or something, like definitely carried him a bit. Um, because he's he's carrying some of the other votes, but um, you know, this is what happens when you let other people vote and you don't just keep it to the experts. <laughs> keep it um, to the experts. I mean, Jalen Green is obviously so cool, but yeah, I think for you and me, it it was gupper bust. Yeah, when I seen when I seen Gup with the Yeezy Gap jacket, like maybe like a month or two ago, I was like, "It's a wrap." I maybe the only guy like, that looked cool in it, right? Yeah, we I saw think, a bunch I think of Mike, Mike Conley wore it, and he wore like super skinny jeans with it. And I'm a fan of like, like kind of, I don't know what the word like, I'm like, contrasting tops, the proportions. There we go. Contrasting or vice versa. Yeah, and I'm a fan that of that. That was actually really good was, on women. I think like I love women that wear like the really baggy jeans and then super skinny top. Or like really mm-hmm. baggy top and then skinny bottoms. Uh, but yeah, anyway, there was a lot of not good Yeezy jacket looks this year. But Mike Conley did it cool. Um, and Gup did it well like a yeah. bunch of times. Um, it's hard to pull that shit off. That's from rock star shit. Josh Christopher's a rock star. If he doesn't win League Fits Rookie of Year, it's because y'all done fucked up. <laughs> He's like, y'all me and Joe, Me and Joe knew what the fuck we were doing. Yeah, that, um, was, that was a good pick. Ooh, lots of F-bombs. Sorry, mom. Um, and our MVP, I think we kind of hinted at this earlier. Yeah. So we have the survival of the fitted MVP, my man's Mr. Hopefully one day future guest on the pod, D'Angelo Russell. I think I, I, were we both rooting for D'Lo on this one? I don't know. I know I was from yep. the day one. I, th- I was, uh, I thought it could have gone a few ways. Um, but I thought D'Lo was the, was the choice at the end of the day. And he was on, I think he was on both of our preseason, like, um, Mm-hmm. I think we actually predicted D'Lo as our MVP in the preseason. I think we both did. Um, Grant, I wasn't like 100% certain he'd get it, but he 1,000% deserves it. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, so shout out to D'Angelo Russell all the way. Yeah. No, um, hopefully he gets it. You know what I'm saying? But if he doesn't, actually, we're burning Slam Magazine headquarters down. But if not, if it ended right now, it. if the vote ended right now, It'd be a three-way tie. And I've, okay, who would Just it be the panel, the panel, I'm not even going to, I'll tell you after. But okay. the panel, the fans, and then us all pick someone different for MVP. And each group had like a wide gap too. You know what I mean? Oh, Like D'Lo man. was like our runaway. The panel had a runaway uh, person. And then the fans had like a runaway person too. And I was going to um, say that, too. I feel like this year, more so than any year, MVP could have gone a few different ways. Could have gone sure. a few I different think, ways. Yeah, because what our first team is Jordan Clarkson, Devin Booker, D'Lo, Frank Jackson, Kelly Oubre. Not sure Oubre was MVP material this year, but I think those top four all had to say at MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shea's getting some MVP votes. Um, yeah, it, it, it could have gone anywhere. Like, there's even, like, a Kuz argument. Always a JT argument, always a Russ argument. So it could have gone anyway. Um, so we'll have to figure out a way to settle that for sure. That yeah, this is kind of what we were talking about last year too, or last year, last week when we were talking about how like the reason why second team was so hard to pick was because there was like 
a bunch of, you know what I mean? Like there's like a so many heavy hitters on the first team where it's like, how are we going to put somebody on the second team? So yeah, this is, this is that, this is that right there. MVP. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. My guy. Well, well that is our breakdown of the survival of the fitted. Ooh, I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot, guys. That was a whole history uh, Let lesson. us know how much you hate us. Let us know how bad our picks are. Um, and then let us know how many NBA fit picks you looked at this year because we looked at every single one. Yeah. I have to go yeah. slap Chris Rock in the face, so I might have to leave. But you feel me? This has been episode 52 of Survival of the Fitted. All right. Be easy, Joe. Chrome Hearts. Shout out Chrome Hearts. Whole squad posting looking like we on defense. I'll drift first team this season. I'ma get it cause I got my reasons. On the ground till my heart stop beating. Y'all little boys made me change my demeanor. Too much drip on the ground, I can't see it. Stepping out, I can see it.